Lighthouse Jack. Yeah, that's something I can uh, read. Anyway, hey, hey, by the look on your face, hey, 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 we're still figuring out good ways to, to get the show started. Get the show going. Yeah, episode's <laughs> way over there. The, the laptop that I need to be hitting on, so it's a little little confusing sometimes. But hey, thanks for joining us for another edition of Chronic Conversations. And uh, today we have here Brian Smith, uh, comic up? writer, all around uh, great dude. And uh, wife and co-host Jen is back there, of course, as well. Uh, she may be joining us later to play some of this yeah. game with us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, got us one ready for Ooh la la. literally are going to be. This is what we got short of this. <coughs> offline. I think I've showed it. Give another little look there. there you go. If you want to get on Amazon and order it, it's a really great little conversational game. We gave it a little yep. shout out the other night. We got our. Twisted whiskey sours. I can't even say it. Twisted? You twisted. And I haven't like, even started drinking yet. Dope. That's. I, do, I like me a Twisted Sour. Twisted Sour. That's like Mama used to make. Yeah, just like Twisted. Before she would start hitting Daddy with a hammer. <laughs> she she gave me my whiskey sour in my bottle. <laughs> yeah, it slept real good. <laughs> but real now good. I don't read real good. She made me wear a diaper until I was 27. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, how's things been going? For Man, you, things have been going good. Uh, you know, stuff's open back up for the most part. Been right. out and about doing the thing. Uh, went to, uh, been doing a lot of JJ's Bohemia. I'm slowing down for this week because I got uh, my personal vacation where I'm not going to do work of any kind <laughs> coming up. I'm going to go up to Gatlinburg and get uh, well, you real actually trash. not doing any work or are you one of those like, I'm not working at all and then just work? I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell myself I'm not doing any work and then I'm going to sit you. up there with a laptop the entire yes. time in cloister like, I'm writing my masterpiece. <laughs> Leave me alone. Bring me a cocktail. Bring me a cocktail. Bring me a cocktail and a woman. really good. I'm glad I discovered that. Yeah, this is thing. a really good cocktail, man. We used, this is one from PF Change. You can get it there. It's really good. I used um, a little bit of lime juice instead of lemon juice. The only really difference. Uh, it's just really, really good. So try yeah. one of those. Use a higher proof whiskey. I feel like Woodford Reserve was really good. And yeah. this Chattanooga Whiskey Castle 111 was really yeah. good as well. And I mean, Chattanooga Whiskey is just exceptional whiskey in general. They're phenomenal. I was, I was a little worried because I'm not the biggest Jack Daniels fan. Yeah. Um, just for whatever reason, the flavor profile just doesn't agree with me. Yeah. Um, unless I've already had a couple maybe Chattanooga whiskeys and then switch over to that, I'm okay, of course. Yeah, so starting out with taste the, yeah. at that point. I like a little burn. You know, yeah. I like a little burn. <coughs> Got to get my initial baby lung cough out of the way. I'll be fine afterwards, but always, like, the first hit of the day I take, I'm just like, baby lungs, gotta get through these baby lungs. I'm coming, baby lungs. I'm glad you uh, decided to smoke your first uh, one with me, Brian. I feel really honored. That's mostly because I was in a malaise (laughs) on the couch all day, hungover as fuck, because I I got crossfaded as shit last night, and so I spent the entirety of today watching anime on the couch. Nice. With my feet up. What kind of anime you like? It's one of the uh, things I know, especially with wrestling, that's really popular in wrestlers. And my brother's really into anime. There's mm-hmm. several I've watched and liked, but not, I've never delved yeah. into it. What's a good one, say, if somebody's starting out and um, watch anime? I mean, if you've never watched an anime before and you want to watch one that's going to be like, okay, this is really good, um, Cowboy Bebop, which is getting the live, uh, live action treatment. Right. through Netflix coming up. Uh, you think they'll do a good job with that? Do you get nervous when things like that happen, that they might screw it up like they yes, did? Yes, uh, every time. What was it Last Airbender? Yeah, Ab- Avatar. Yeah, which yes. that isn't even technically an anime. It's uh, right. That's an American cartoon done in that Japanese style. style. But, um, yeah. That's uh, something that's popping up a yeah. lot, too, from Scooby-Doo to mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, was done that with style. that sort of Eastern style, which I'm okay with. I, I like a lot of that stuff. But, yeah, if... You're just getting into it, you know, like Cowboy Bebop's a great place to start. Um, I've been watching a lot of Hunter x Hunter, which all of it's on Netflix. Uh, that one's really good. It's a little slow to take off, but once it gets in you, it gets in you. Um, My Hero Academia, which yeah. is like one of the big things uh, out right now, is pretty good. And then, uh, like, the biggest one out these days is uh attack on titan which i think you would really like because attack on titan is fucking brutal fucking brutal i don't guess it was really anime but it was done kind of the eastern style i don't know if it's japanese or american 
I don't know if you remember the toy, but they did a, a, a cartoon off of it, Muscle Man. Mm-mm. Uh, it may have been Muscle Man of the Galaxy or something like that, but it was a Universal Wrestling Federation, literally. And different aliens would wrestle on the cartoon every week, and they had the toys to support it and stuff like that. I wish they. I'm almost positive I saw that. Yeah, you probably had. Like, I probably got the name wrong. There's people right yeah, now cussing we're, me out. We're getting well, the comment section about? is lit. It's lit. Comment section we're lit. We're live, so yeah. Oh, are we live? Yeah, we are live. Sup, nerds? <laughs> I can't see the chat, but I love you. Okay, so we'll start out with one of these real quick. So <coughs> okay. some of these, just for example, some are truth or dare. Some are oh, God. Some are most likely to. So out of the people you know. Who would you think is most likely to buy feet pics for a friend? For a friend or yeah. actually for a friend? Yeah, because I feel like any of us, the way we are, if we run yeah. across some and knew a friend that had some, we'd automatically be like, yeah, oh, we're like, like yeah, yeah I, I know a guy. So let's change it up and we'll say, who would you buy feet pics for? Who would I buy feet pics for? Yeah. For um, I don't know, like typically in that <laughs> transaction typically in that transaction, I'm the one selling the feet. You're the one selling the yeah. I, I get that. That's a that's a story I haven't gotten to tell in a while. So when I was in college, uh, I was very, very active on uh 4chan.org. Uh, I was very active on that uh uh message board and uh gotten like there was like a chubby boy thread it was like show us your chubby boys i was like i'm a chubby boy and so i fucking like posted a picture up and uh uh someone like posted immediately after it was like i'll give you 20 bucks if you send me a picture of your feet holy shit and uh uh like dude you finish your story dude like posted his uh dude posted his email and i don't know how many emails he got that day but one of them was from me, and then I got a uh, wire transfer for twenty bucks mm-hmm. for a uh, picture of my feet, which was, uh, you know, the most flattering thing I think anyone's ever asked me to do. Right. <laughs> it's like, but also it was super weird. But hey, I was in college. I Both awkward money. and flattered at the same time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I can get that. Uh, I was young. I needed the money. We we know somebody that we work with who literally got two hundred dollars off of an armpit. Man, now I don't know if she dressed it up get or the shaved hustle. it or did some designs or there was anything special for the 200 or if that's the going rate or anything like that. But I thought it was fascinating. I think that's one of those things that just like weird dudes on the internet are just into, you know? It's yeah. just like, let me see your fucking armpit. Fuck some titties. Right? Like what? Because you know, sexuality is usually tied to things a lot of times are fetishes that come from childhood. Yeah. Like what? What brought along the the the, the armpit face? It's like I both have an armpit fetish and onions are my favorite vegetable for some reason. Yeah, or I don't know. Mama not wear deodorant, maybe. Maybe, or... maybe it's it's so weird and like you know, no, not kink shaming here. At least not kink shaming that. But like I don't know, whatever floats your boat, you know, float it, but. Don't spend two hundred dollars on an armpit pick, man. Yeah, the internet exists. It you can probably find some armpits on there for free. You can find a lot of armpits on there for free. Yeah, you know what? Feet you can armpits. Fucking find an old Sears catalog. Get the get the primo classic armpits. If two girls in a cup is out there, there's not much that's not going to. Yeah, exactly. It's, if anybody has spent any time and, and wasted and nearly vomited the whole Saturday away looking up Urban Dictionary names, yeah, you really need to. Yeah. We may even give you some here. <laughs> All right, you got another one for me? I got a couple more. Let's go. We'll go with uh, uh, one of each of these. We'll go with the trivia first. And I don't know how in the hell you would actually know this, but it'll be interesting anyway. We'll yeah. just let you come up with your own answer. Um, who was the first person to be prescribed weed? I honestly don't know how they know this either, but I am fascinated who was by the first the person to be prescribed weed? Yes. Um, George Washington. You know, that would be a good guess yeah. because hemp was yeah like I, I yeah i've said it for years is that you know if weed's still illegal the constitution isn't worth the hemp it's written on yeah yeah a lot of people don't realize that even at one point in time in our nation if you had at least what is an acreage of land you had to grow so much hemp yeah uh, industrially to help out with your yeah you know, help your nation yeah because that's what we i'm did. helping my nation right now here, exactly. you help the nation too. here i'm gonna help the nation be more usa usa america <clears throat> but no, uh, if not, I'm gonna see. It was okay. The first person to be prescribed cannabis 
medicinally. So big shocker. I actually know the answer to this one. Right. Um, and it's a big shocker. It's actually um, John Lithgow. John Lithgow. <laughs> it was John Lithgow. From Night Court. There's, yeah. There's there's three people that laughed hysterically at that, and everybody else is going, he was Lord Farquaad. Google. Who is? Yes, thank he was you. Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad. He was Lord Farquaad. He was the dad Lord. in Third Rock from the Sun. That's where I got it. And then John Lithgow was in uh, one season of Dexter. That was like was a great villain. season. I love that was Dexter. the best season. In the return of Dexter, he's going to be in that as well. Excellent. I don't know in what capacity. Yeah. Because, I mean, John Lithgow is one of those guys who's just like a fucking tour de force. Like, he can play the nicest guy in the world, or he could play the most evil yeah. guy in the world. And either uh, way, it's so believable. J.K. Simmons is like that. Yeah. Um, uh, he was uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider Man movies, mm-hmm. uh, all that jazz. Um, but, like, apparently. J.K. Simmons is legit the nicest person in the world, but like he's also playing, you know, Omni Man in Invincible, right? Which have you seen that? No. Holy yet. fuck, dude! Holy fuck, dude! You yeah, need to watch Invincible. Like, it's I, I can't tell you too much about it without spoiling stuff, right? But basically, uh, it's about this seventeen-year-old kid. His dad's basically Superman, and he's voiced by J.K. Simmons. Oh, okay. And then uh, his powers never developed. His power ne- never developed. Finally, one day, he's like at his fast food job, and he goes to throw a bag into the dumpster, and he throws it into orbit. Oh, shit. And he's like, I got my powers! <laughs> and Yay! then it's, but, like, it's, it's definitely got some dark parts to it, but it's also right. very, very funny and very heartfelt, very sweet, but more importantly, so very it funny. because resonate it, with multiple Yeah, different. like, yeah. if you like the Venture Brothers, you would really like that. Or uh, if you saw the animated Harley Quinn cartoon. Well, that sounds like a great concept. It just kind of reminds me. I can't remember what was it called, where the Superman was the bad guy. There's like so many stories about. My favorite one is uh, now, this wasn't, Red wasn't actually, This one wasn't actually Superman. It's one that came out recently. It was a live action, <coughs> and basically they did it. The like, boys, it, where he was the sort of Superman, but instead of growing up good, he grew up evil. Hmm. And I thought that was a great concept, too, the way they twisted it. I'll have to Google that. Gotcha. Yeah, look it up, because that sounds like it might be The Boys. Maybe. If you watch that, the Amazon show, because that one's really cool. That one's live action. It's, uh, uh, what if Superman was a giant man-child? Yeah. Um, I like those concepts. Yeah. That explore. Yeah. Sort of the thing. It's like what the Ubermensch would actually be like. Well, believe it or not, uh, I, I, if I was going to give a hint, I would tell you uh, the nationality. Uh, came from some of the first places discovered, which was 10,500 years ago. Mm-hmm. They discover it in, in these people's tombs, and it would be Japanese emperor, emperors. If I could say it, it probably helped too. Yeah. Um, and now I have had a couple sips, so I'm good. And his name was Shane Nung. Weird I can say the Chinese name, but not the English. I'm yeah. having trouble with the English. Wait, they were prescribing <laughs> Shane Sung from Mortal Kombat? Yes. Yeah, in 27, 27. Your soul is mine, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So when he says I'm gonna smoke you, he meant it. Yeah, like, he wasn't even. That's why smoke so, is one of his fucking goons. That makes all the. <laughs> that sense. makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking tell my roommate in how the, I go. In the world now, I'm gonna reinstall that game. I haven't played fucking. I uninstalled Mortal Kombat. I've been kicking myself about it since I did it. Uh yeah. There's oh gosh, man, that was the that was the first blood game. I, I remember mm-hmm. marking out so hard for that yeah. game out at the fucking arcades. When oh arcades. yeah, yeah, uh, back in the day. Playing it and just a little eight bit fucking two drops of blood. Yeah, so. yeah, but it was still like, oh my yes, god, like, are like, you serious right now? Yeah, now but, they're ripping it and you can literally see them rip the. Oh yeah, more um, so they stay consistent. Yeah, uh, there's a fatality in uh, the most recent one uh, where chick kicks dude in the dick so hard his head, like his skull splits out of his body and like splits him in half. It's fucking great. I always love watching the little uh, trailer reels they have of the new kills. As, yeah, as they come. Oh yeah, stuff. that's just it's so dope. So happy that's kept along yeah. from childhood to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they usually do like horror movie monsters in them as like downloadable characters too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love the, I love that. Which, uh, yeah, I, I figured you would. This time, this go around, they didn't really do like a horror movie character, but they did Rambo and RoboCop. Yeah, which was dope. Yeah. Uh, it adds to it because that's that's something that you know guys like me would have sat around at thirteen years old and mm-hmm. talk about. Well, he can be you know Shang Tsung, but what if he had to fucking fight Rambo or yeah, 
Yeah, who would win in a fight? Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah, I mean, like, oh my Hulk god, Hogan. they should put Hulk Hogan in Mortal Kombat, brother. That would be so. That would be hilarious. Listen, listen, Activision, listen. whoever. Right. I know you're watching. Activision. I know you're watching because you watch everything I do. Because I'm a perfect creature. Put Hulk Hogan in Mortal Kombat. I would. I'm telling you right now, I'd buy that one. I haven't bought a video game in years. Yeah. Excuse me, I downloaded. I wouldn't go buy it. <laughs> that's how that works now. You These days, yeah. As long as you've got a PS4. You'd... Well, speaking of wrestlers and Hulk Hogan and stuff, something we didn't talk about uh, the other night when Brown was here, and I'm really surprised we didn't, and, and it's the hot topic going around now. What about AEW and the CM Punk thing? So I, and this is an unpopular opinion, I don't even really like CM Punk. I don't even really like him. Um, I don't like his attitude. I don't like. Uh, I don't like his gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, his gimmick he is, doesn't resonate for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, it's because he's straight edge, and I'm yeah, not. Right. Um, but that pop and that promo—that's what I was going to on ask. Friday. Like, do you feel like it brought wrestling back? Like it's been yeah. dead for years, and it just brought it back to life. Yeah. Um, like I agree with a lot of the talking heads, a lot of the dirt sheet folks, a lot mm-hmm. of the fucking like. You know, fucking Brian Alvarez and uh, uh, what's his name? The fucking guy that does uh, Pro Wrestling Insider that I'm pretty sure likes likes feet. Uh, whatever his name <laughs> is. Um, those I he's, know, he's blocked me like on Joel Twitter, Hathaway. so I don't have to worry about <laughs> yeah. shit talking to him. Uh, him and Jim Cornette has me blocked on Twitter. He probably has the longest block list of anybody on yeah. there, I would imagine. Yeah. He blocks everybody. He blocks everybody. He's a piece of shit. But... Um, I'm agreeing with a lot of these talking heads, though, that this, we literally watched wrestling turn a corner last Friday, and it's going to happen again. Tony Schiavone is going to be interviewing CM Punk tonight, which is why I've got to be out of here by about 7.30. Yes, that's it. People wonder why this is coming out a little earlier than normal. It's because tonight is AEW night, and to be honest with you, I haven't been excited more set myself up to watch an event since the pandemic at least now i've, I've seen little bits and pieces and watched little bits and pieces yeah but not too much has really resonated yeah. with me especially in wwe yeah um, wwe is love who you love i have mm-hmm. no qualm with that i'm not you know i'm yeah. not a ride or die it's just for me personally wwe has <coughs> resonated mm-hmm. like it has for me in the past and a- aew has been yeah um, and, and i feel the same way i like through the pandemic, especially because I didn't have anything better to do. Mm-hmm. But even before then, you know, uh, at least in the lead up to WrestleMania season and shit like that, I watch wrestling every week it's on. Yeah. You know, and I have been, you know, every night that one of the two big ones are on, mm-hmm. I'll watch. This is like, even in terms of AEW, I've been really excited about AEW uh, a lot of times. This is the most excited I've been for wrestling being on TV. Yeah. And, it's, it's a whole different years. vibe, right? Yeah. Not to mention, like, um, and AEW is just doing a really good job of that shit. Like when they brought out uh, Nick Gage yeah. a couple of weeks ago, like it's like they know they they, yeah. they know their audience, and I I think I feel like that's something that WWE has not been the best at yeah. in a long time. Not that they ever cared a whole lot, but lately it yeah. just things well that's horrendous. Yeah, that's the thing is AEW, and like Tony Khan came out and said like you're not going to wrestling is an art form and you're not going to make, you're not going to make, uh, you're not going to make artists by sitting them down in a classroom and telling them how to do everything the exact same way. Right. Right. AEW is an art form and like Nick Gage fucking MJF. MJF is the greatest stick guy in the history of stick guys. Yes. He's, He's definitely, to me, probably the greatest heel since fucking Roddy Piper. Yeah, yeah. And like, I literally I mean, mean since fucking Roddy yeah, Piper. Yeah, since Piper. Not, not late 90s Hulk Hogan WCW feud Piper. I'm talking the real the Piper. day, bashing shit on my yeah. head, fucking yeah. Hey, you want a coconut? Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, I would put MJF, you know, in terms of <laughs> at least stick work, if not his brain work, on the same tier I'd put Flair. Absolutely. Like, like I didn't want to like MJF. Just that's just the purpose. The that's the point. Just seeing him without hearing him, without mm-hmm. seeing him wrestle anything, just showing me a picture. If all I had was a picture, I would not put him on my show. But the first time I heard him do an interview, I was like, okay, he gets it. He's one of the first people to fucking get mm-hmm. like he's still 
people say kayfabe's dead, but as long as there's an MJF, he will keep it alive forever. Because yeah. No matter how smart you think you are. Yeah, you're still going to get worked by that fucking dickwad. Yes. And it's because he's such a little Richard. He's such a fucking dick. And it's great. It's, you know, that whole fuck them kids thing. Yes. You know, uh, after Brody Lee died, he fucking flipped Brody Lee's kid off. Like, gave this this grieving kid the finger and went, sorry about your dad, kid. And, like, that is fucking nuclear hit. Nuclear heat. And not like bad heat, though. Not it's like Xbox heat. Not Pocky, <laughs> not fucking, uh, not Pocky, heat, not Bobby Anderson heat. Like right. actual Bobby heat. Anderson, like really? Yeah. yeah. Bobby Anderson had parking lot fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I got a couple people waiting for me after shows. Yeah. But it's it's just, it's incredible what's happening now. And then, you know, seeing Malachi Black with the leash off of him. And this really is wrestling like, turning a corner. Yes, I feel like AEW is what WWE used to be. You remember their tours yeah. for a while during the Attitude Era? They would take Steve Austin's and and even the Rockies, who people when he first wrestled, they they may have forgot, but were chanting "Die Rocky, Die." They yeah. gave a shit. They hated that motherfucker. Yeah, I hated him. And as they Rocky turned it around, and now AEW seems to have picked up on that formula. Whereas WWE, I feel like they're philosophy is now well, we know what we're doing. <coughs> we're gonna yeah. do this, and they're gonna fucking like it. Yeah, well, it's because AEW is, this was the point I was trying to make earlier, then I got a little hot. So AEW is trying to appease fans. WWE is trying to appease shareholders. Yes. And... (laughs) (laughs) That's a word term, sorry. But, yeah, and it's fucking, (coughs) it shows. It shows, and it's why we... It's why we lost Bray Wyatt, which, you know, Wyndham Rotunda, he's already got a new mask. And he was, he was at, he was in Chicago on Friday. I like pictures version of him. One of the, he took fucking, um, what was his name? The big guy that tried to do that gimmick back in the day. He used to be one of the Twin Towers. Oh, he did the, he did the Bray Wyatt gimmick basically with the shirt. The, the Cape Fear gimmick is basically. Yeah. The fucking Swamp Cold leader. Yeah. But people weren't ready for that then. Like, yeah. Bray just. For me, that character for Bray, and I like yeah. the Fiend and all, all the yeah. other stuff too, but, but for me, just that character, just it was a mesh made in heaven like uh, mm-hmm. a Mark Calloway becoming the Undertaker. Exactly, yeah. And then they pissed it all they away. fucked it up. He could have been the next Undertaker. He really. should have been the next Undertaker. He almost was. He yeah, almost he was because so there was that feud where the cult was feuding with uh, uh, Taker and Kane, and yeah. then, uh, like, Bray Wyatt got their fucking crazy super magic powers and was throwing lightning and fire all over the fucking ring like a fucking Mortal Kombat yeah, character. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was great. And then they had him lose at fucking WrestleMania. Yeah, that's what they I had was. Eric Redwood get pinned I, in 10 seconds by The Rock. I feel like they were building him up and then that's what they would do. They would just pull the rug out from underneath him. Yeah, every time he started getting over there, like, sorry, you're off TV. That's Hate so- it for you. And, but like... So I I was a lapsed wrestling fan. Like mm-hmm. I stopped watching in college because I got shamed a little bit. For I think everybody, yeah, they have those periods where it's just yeah. Like I kind of got bullied out of it in like late high school, early yeah. college, and I didn't pick it back up until my friend Scott Samuels. Hi, Scotty. Uh, hey, my, Scott, I appreciate you, bro. Uh, my friend Scott Samuels and I were talking about like old wrestlers, and I was oh. you know going on about yeah, yeah, fucking Roddy Piper's the shit. I love Roddy Piper; he's the best. And he was like. Man, you should get back into wrestling. Here's why. And he showed me the it's he's got the whole world promo that Bray yes. Wyatt did with the kids in the lamb yes. masks with John Cena. He showed me that. And uh I have watched almost every episode of Raw since I saw that promo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've watched almost every SmackDown since I saw that promo. And speaking of punk kiss promos, I feel like we're right up there with those especially yeah, I feel at some point for sure. And I could be wrong. I could be full of shit talking out my ass. It's okay if I am. This is just my opinion. But I feel like he was doing more his own kind of thing in the beginning. Yeah. And then as it went on, it was more written for him because his interviews just got, or maybe he ran out of material. I don't know. But either way, they started out like a Cactus Jack brilliance to them. Yeah. And then started to either fade or get confusing or it's like, what? I think it was a combination of things. I think it was a combination of like, working in that corporate environment and like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. 
tonight and then saying no you need to do it like this right. or it may not it may make someone in oklahoma sad yeah and that's the worst that's yeah ruins both creativity yeah and art and i think it was a combination of like burnout and you know that stifling corporate culture yeah and it sucks it sucks that that's the way it is. Like, that's one of the reasons why Bray's gone is because of, uh, I'm just here airing dirt sheet shit. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's why uh, Bray's gone. It's why a lot of dudes are gone. It's why Bo Dallas left. Yeah. Like, Bo Dallas isn't even wrestling anymore. I felt like him, too, if he could have. I wasn't with that. I like the Bo Lee thing. It's and it, and it was over to a point. But, I loved it. <laughs> it was so stupid. But if they could have, I don't know, I just felt like, Again, I don't know if that's his deal or if it's something they're putting yeah. on. He was just trying to make the best of either way he rocked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to be able to rock a gimmick like that should tell you if we get him in the right fit. And they've been willing to do that before. Look at fucking Kane. How many characters was he before yeah. he became Kane? Yeah. I th- personally, I think Isaac Yankum? I, I personally think they should have left him as Dr. Isaac Yankum DDS. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we actually have a real dentist in the business, Brent. which is crazy. Um, Who... Is the shit is also the shit on the microphone. Talk about yeah, yeah. Oh man, and it's so funny. Like when AEW first started, like I got real hype because I've been a Kenny Omega guy for a long time, and so I was like, okay, this is a big match, Kenny's fucking thing. I'm gonna I'll watch the whole show. Right. right, And when she first started out, she was kind of the shit. Yeah, she she was was kind of the shits on the stick. She was super green. But AEW is good at that. They see these yeah. people. They see the, the potential. Yeah. And somehow they're bringing it out. Yeah. Well, I think what it is is that it's a combination of like Cody's got an eye for the business because A, who his dad is, and B, like he was still in go position. And such a big fan. They talk about him. But he's such a big fan. Yeah, like he's such he's, a big fan. He That's the other thing. It's, like, it's Cody and Khan. And Cody's yeah. like, I want you to look at this kid and tell me what you think. And Khan's like, the... Do they got it? Right. No. Yeah. Or it's like, all right, so her mic work sucks. So sit her down with Jake a couple nights a week. That's the other thing is that I feel like they use veterans so well there. Like they're so good at bringing up that next generation and passing the torch like they used to old school that I don't think is available anymore now because everybody's a diva from their first match on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my family's saying, I got to go over my, you know, it's like, it's not about you. That's the problem. Yes. To be a good wrestler, you need some ego. You need some cockiness. You you need some yeah. of those things. But you also have to realize that when it comes around, it's about the business, not you. And the business yeah. doesn't need you. Yeah. There's you know, there's a million. I mean, fuck. For the, if the money was right, I would I would work a match tomorrow if the money was right. Like hundred percent. And I'm not fucking a mat guy at all. I'm a stick guy. Yeah. But. Uh, like money was right. Yeah, I'd fucking bump around for yeah. fucking 40, 50 bucks. Well, but but I love what you do. I love that you're a manager and, and I love that you're carrying on that art because there's so few people nowadays that are managers that get it. They're just trying to get themselves over. They're not trying yeah. to be a good manager. They're not they're trying, not trying to, to sell the match. They're not trying to sell the match. They're they're, they're trying to sell their merch. Yeah. And and Bobby Anderson has to this day never the had a single you stitch your merch. guy. Yeah. The bigger you get, they don't understand that yeah. that's how that works. I yeah, think. that's and like it's it's that. And if you outshine your tag team, then who gives a fuck about them? Nobody yeah, who? No one gives a fuck about your tag they team. They won't care because, about anybody yeah, you had out there because you're the one barking them in the door, right? Um, which is why I also feel like fucking managers should get paid more. <laughs> but because uh, we're carnival barkers, that's all we are. You know, it's you know instead of hurry, 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 step right up and see something you ain't never seen before, you ain't never gonna see again. And it's that when it says, my name's Bobby Anderson, and I'm beautiful, and you are all fat. And money. Money. And, and, and another thing people get a little twisted is they think managers are just for people who can't talk. Yeah. And what they don't understand is if you get a manager that's over with a guy that's over and they can both fucking talk, that's money. That's fucking money. So much money. Fucking, um. Especially when they work well off of each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, everything good like oh it's and I haven't had an opportunity to manage someone who's also like super active with the mic and uh, I've always wanted to do that because like that's what I, I come from the like Paul Heyman's yes, and yes. Uh, uh, 
part of Bobby's net namesake, Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan yeah. uh, uh, I, the brain is one of my biggest influences. Yeah. Like Bobby the Brain Heenan, that I, I fucking think weasel. Him and Paul Heyman, at least on an intellectual level and understanding mm-hmm. the art, were the best. Yeah. Which I've been thinking about getting a sequin jumpsuit for Bobby. <laughs> like really a fucking should. weasel suit, baby. Um, but yeah, uh, I got to do Bobby uh, Friday the 13th. That show I was over here shilling like crazy. Yeah, how it was did that go? I hate to see it. So crazy. Man, no, I, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, I'm glad because we we yeah. finally got an opportunity for a honeymoon, but never I saw wanted that. to see a comedy show more than that one because it's right up my alley of comedy. Like I love all comedy. I appreciate it as an art. I like clean comedy, dirty comedy, uh, intelligent comedy, low low brow, low hanging fruit comedy. I, yeah. I don't care. I love. To it was laugh. there was a lot of low hanging fruit getting plucked that right. night. But dark comedy and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. That's where my heart truly dude. It was so good. It was so so good. So I had anybody get offended and walk up and leave. Oh man, we walked so many people. That is great. But you know what? We got to keep their fucking money. Money. Their thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing about a show. Like, isn't that weird though? You literally the marketing for it is that it's going to be that kind of show. To be super raunchy, but still people will come and go, huh. Yeah, and they'll come. What? That's because people want to show up just to clutch their pearls. Got you. You know, like, that's the thing. Virtue signaler. Yeah, like, virtue signaler is like, oh, my God, it's dark comedy. It's going to be so much fun. And first dick joke, people are leaving. Yeah, it's not even a dick joke. Well, there were some really dark ones. Like, I don't think uh, Noah Capodeferro walked anyone. I know for a fact my roommate walked a couple of people. I know for a fact Bridget Martin Walked like seven or eight people. She that there's something lying underneath on Bridget that I feel like she hasn't fully let out yet. I feel like she's yeah. this close, and I feel like she's so funny. If you get a Dude. chance to see Bridget Martin, yeah. I've seen her Go live. See her. She is amazing. Uh, I I have ridden in cars with her. I've done a lot of shows yeah. with her. She is one of the funniest people on the planet. She's cunt though, <laughs> big red. One of my first guests, let me tell you, this lady uh, didn't know me from Adam, and I'm like, come to my house, and she pulls up, and there's a big Michael Myers and knife and blood, yeah. and still she takes me and says, hey, if it's the Michael Myers window, I'm at the right place, right? Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Like, talk, somebody, she's just funny. It's in her bones. Yeah. She doesn't have to try to be funny. She doesn't have to work it up. Just yeah. in her most mir- miserable of moments lately. Um, yeah. She has been hilarious. Dude, it's only made her funnier. It's only made her funnier. Um, I did. Like I said, I feel like she's yeah. not even there yet. She's close. Yeah. But oh, yeah. It's only a matter of time. She's doing a festival in New York right now, or I think next week. And I think her doing a festival in New York is either going to kill her, like finally, finally, God will have his comeuppance, or uh, she's probably going to blow up and end up. Like doing a TV circuit soon. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. out of anyone I know, she's the one I expect to start doing a TV circuit the fastest. Um, she's just got such a brain for that business. But uh, yeah, the show went incredibly. She walked several people. I think I walked a couple. Um, I'm pretty sure I walked someone with that. Uh, did I tell you my uh, uh, Miami condo joke? Probably, um, but go ahead and tell me again, tell it again. Because, yeah, so, uh, because, you know. I'll yeah. tell it, I'll tell it how I told it there, as Bobby Anderson in yes. a gold sequin jacket. Hey kids, you want to hear a joke? All right. What do a recently dumped pop star and a Miami condo have in common? What's that? A high body count. <laughs> hey, stock comedy. Hey. I think I retold it to Jen probably about yeah. ad nauseum until she is. Dude, like, okay. I... I love that bit. I did another. I did another good one recently. It wasn't a bit. I was like, Uh, my roommate's been encouraging me to do more crowd work, mm -hmm. and I like crowd work. Crowd work's a lot of fun. So, I walked up to uh, this one lady, and I was like, "Hey, is it your first time coming to a comedy show?" And she went, "I'm here all the time." (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Oh, didn't recognize you." Oh, you work here? Okay, you're one of the waitresses. (laughs) No, but she was like, "I'm here all the time," and uh, I was like, "Oh, okay. Who's your favorite comic?" Who's your favorite local comic? And she was like, um, uh, uh, it depends on the genre. I said, 
the genre? She went, yeah, it depends on like what they're kind of doing, you know, like if they're uh, this or that. It's like, you don't watch a lot of Jeopardy, do you? She was like, no, and uh, like started trying to sound really smart. I said, it pronounced genre. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was a lot of fun, man. I need to get into that. Like doing crowd work is so much fun. It's Bobby Anderson. You know, I always said, uh, if I were on water, I'd like to start. I have the perfect name for it. I'd like to start a comedy club, and I want to call it the Rick Party. Oh, do it. And I want it to be a place to where it's basically only either open mic or bigger people, but only that are working on new material. Like, I, that's what I want to be the actual theme of the fucking club. So that, like, a whole club of that would be just for me. Um, but if you want to see stuff like that, and it needs it right now, because um, I'm not going to be there on Sunday, so that's literally like one-eighth of their beer sales for that night is not going to be there, so you should go. Um, every Sunday night at the Honest Pint, um, he has been talking about uh, trying to get it on a Monday, either there or potentially somewhere else, but he's been trying to get it. Uh, Andrew Ledbetter's the host for it. He's been trying to get it moved, but as of right now, Sundays okay. at the Honest Pint in the back room, we do Pint Mike, and nice. every week has a theme. Okay. So, uh, and like last week's theme was, uh, I think it was spirituality. No, it wasn't spirituality or whatever. Oh, no, it was drugs. The uh, theme was drugs last week. Out of curiosity, how does the theme, does the, the, the curator like pick so, the theme or? Uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. So last week the topic was drugs. Mm-hmm. I won, so I got to pick next week's, gotcha. which is nice. sports. <laughs> um, I've won that twice now, which uh, is a pretty good feeling. Like the like go into a writers' room mic where right. the challenge is if you write the most new jokes about the topic, then you get to- you get a free beer and you pick the topic for the next week. That's and I picked sports and immediately. Uh, one of the guys comes up and goes, wrestling isn't a sport, Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to expect that. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Not immediately. Time, yeah. Immediately. No, I'm just going to, which is funny. My whole plan was to write a whole set about dudes hitting their wives. I love I love roasts as well. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to be catching on more publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, you think there's any chance of somebody doing a night like that and bringing that back? Um, so I am... I book a uh, I, I book it every now and again show. Uh, I've done it once. I'm planning on doing it again before the end of the year, but because of the pandemic and Delta right. and everything, um, I'm probably going to postpone into 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, but I run Friars Club style roasts. Those are the best. I run Friars Club style roasts. I love the one-on-one, but yeah. those, those things from the old school con all the yeah. way up to the newest one. Yeah. Like the Don Rickles stuff, which Don Rickles is one of my idols. Just introduced Jen in, into those not too long ago. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So she's, she's been opening her, her eyes and she, yeah. some of that, some of the boxing, you know, since we went that first time. And yeah. Uh, she's got to enjoy. So it's fun watching somebody who's not a fan become yeah. a fan of those things. Which reminds me, um, I've got a book. Next time I come over, remind me to bring it and I'll loan it to you. It's called The Comedians. And it's a okay. breakdown of like American comedy from the vaudeville era to now. And like a breakdown of like what happened, what was culturally influencing it. Such a nerd. No matter what thing I'm getting into, what's coming out, that's that's the way I am. I want to digest everything. I want to know everything. I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm the same way. But yeah, uh, come to the pint mic. It's a writer's room mic. So Uh, it's automatically going to be funny. Yeah, it's always. Well, I mean, it's not always. Like I'm not going to set the expectation that like oh it's perfect. Everyone's got a perfect course, salary. Right, right. Um, and like three or four people do. Like uh, uh, my very good friend, Matt Harris, uh, uh, he was, uh, he had like a family thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So he was pretty broken up about that, but he still showed up and did a set about it. Yeah. And it wasn't on topic, but holy shit, it was good. And it was just raw. It was just raw emotional shit. I guess some of those are some of the best ones where you just yeah. off the cuff and just... Yeah, like, that's how Bridget was on Friday the 13th, is Bridget was just, like, raw and emotional about her illness. Yeah, yeah. And it was fucking crazy to watch. Um, also, Bridget, again, you're welcome for the intro. Because <laughs> what I did was, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for her? 
And I saw Bridget just melt down in the side. She was like <laughs> dying. I also got Jeff Greenspan real good on that one. Uh, Jeff Greenspan is about this tall. And I said, oh, nice. uh, the world, the reigning and defending world heavyweight champion for the Lollipop Guild Wrestling Federation. There's this guy named, uh, do you know Rocky Spurlock? I've heard of Rocky Spurlock. Uh, James Spurlock's uh, one of his kids and re really good wrestler, really good worker, a really great mind for wrestling, but you know, six inches shorter than me. No, oh, no. And anyway, it's his heel thing. A lot of times they would play that song when he'd come out and he'd get pissed off stuff, of course, and I thought that's one of the most genius things because most heels, especially like we talked about, they would have such an ego where they'd be like, oh, I'd rather come out to my, you know, yeah, my, whatever song. I gotta come out to this fucking corn list. Yes, I must come out to, yes, I must come out to the drop zone. I must come out to the Pantera walk. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Why, my, Southern Wrestler, stop making that your song. Fucking right. listen to some Sturgill Simpson or something. <laughs> Sturgill Simpson. No, that, no, that's, yeah, that's a little too high for out Oh, come that's on. Miracle content. Come you on, but, uh, well, they call me King Turd up here on Shit Mountain. <laughs> if you want, you can have the crown. It don't fucking get no come, better than that. Come out to that shit? Yeah, yeah. Just, just start, just give me all your money. But for him to come out with something that would really piss off a heel if you played that, even yeah. jokingly as they come out, they would be offended, probably leave the show, write up a big thing on Facebook about it. Yeah. But he didn't. He just worked off of it. And that's what I miss about a lot of old yeah. guys. How good they are working off of it. Well, how good they are just taking a fucking rib. Yes. Like, take Not a fucking offended. rib. It's really hard to offend pro wrestlers. Yeah. We've seen like, they done it hard yeah. at all. I mean, theaters kind of the same. Like, it's so funny how like many parallels there are. Like, yeah. I grew up working in stage theater. You know, I was I was working at the Chattanooga Theater Center when I was like sixteen, seventeen years old, fifteen years old, and uh, went to college for it. And then seeing the parallels between working those shows and working wrestling is kind of a hundred percent the sh like it's the same shit. Like. Everyone's seen everyone else naked. Right. Everyone's fucking each other's significant others. And right. College and high school is each other's girlfriends and, and you know, if wrestling is each other's wives. A crazy party movie slash orgy movie slash drug movie slash uh, somebody true crime movie. True crime movie. Um, <laughs> that's when I came up. It's changed a lot. When I came up, that and, was pro wrestling. Well, it's because like. Anyone who's anyone in the business has a bunch of fucking Twitch stream now, so who has time? Right. You know? Um, which, it's a... That's a crazy thing. I, I want to build a new computer so bad. Just to, oh. like, just to Twitch stream as Bobby Anderson, like, once oh a week. God. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'm gonna play, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna play this uh, real scary game called Outlast! Ooh! Ooh, I'm gonna Outlast it! And then, if you've never seen anything on that, like... Just watch a playthrough of it on YouTube. It's the scariest oh, fucking shit. Like, so the second one's not as good. The first Outlast, uh -huh. literally that game, like, I hadn't even played it. I was just watching playthroughs. That game gave me nightmares. Nice. For a week. Remember or, how that transitions come? Really, a lot of the... There are scarier to me both games and TV shows than there are movies that come out. Yeah, for sure. Why? Why is that transition happen? Do you have any idea um, what happened? Or uh, because just the we prefer now maybe yeah. the pandemic generation, or I, I think it's a combination of like the pandemic generation. So people are wanting that media in a way where they can just view it at home. Right. And uh, I feel like that was a transition that was happening anyway, where people were moving away from. I'm going to go to the movies and started moving to, I'm going to watch Netflix and then raw dog this chick on the couch. Right. Um, <laughs> Netflix and chill. Netflix, Netflix and <laughs> thrill. <laughs> Shoot <laughs> to thrill. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I feel like that transition was already happening from mm -hmm. media. We're watching in public to media. We're watching at home. Then the right. pandemic happened and that's expanded upon that. But I think the other problem is, is the really good, Feature-length horror movies now are not really making it to the big screen. Right. A lot of, they are getting produced directly for whatever, and it's because plus like, an hour and a half, yeah. you can only tell so much story, yeah. right? In a, in a ten-episode series, series, you can do a lot. Um, but I think it's also like movie theaters don't want to pick those up right now. You know, 
and yeah, that's movie theaters are going to pick up. That. You know, they're going to pick up their blockbusters, and if they got anything else that isn't like a blockbuster that'll sell twelve million tickets, they don't want it because they don't make any money off of it. So they've got to sell that much popcorn. So I was just taking a gaze through these. I really Uh-oh. like this mess. This is another most likely to. Here we go. And baby, if you don't mind, I have one of these. I want to ask you, okay? Okay. All right. So we'll we'll go with this one first, and and then we'll we'll, we'll finish up these. We'll wrap up. All right. Most likely to sell oregano for thirty dollars a gram to your twelve year old brother. Who would that be? Leroy. Leroy. <laughs> fair, enough, fair enough. Shout out to Leroy. Or. or I love you, buddy, but it's true. Josh Frost. <laughs> nice. I love you, buddy, but you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, baby. Um, this is a would you rather, okay? Would you rather give up your phone for a year or have to post a selfie every single time you use social media? I'd rather give up my phone for a year. Because that would be a lot. At first, it doesn't. My first thought was, I don't want to give up my phone for a year. I'll just post every it's time. A lot I of thought, fucking selfies, though. That's a lot of selfies. You start even for somebody who takes a lot of selfies. It'd be a lot of selfies, right? Man. So, what do you think? Would you give up your phone for a year, or have to post a selfie every time you do social media? That's. That's actually a tough one. Like, I was about to be like, no, I'll give up my fucking phone. No problem. Yeah, that's the same way. And, I then, and then I was like, oh, wait a goddamn second. Right. I, that's where I get my emails. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I read the news. I yell at my phone every morning. Fuck it. I'm taking the selfies. I'm taking the fucking selfies on that one. So in pro wrestling, there are a lot of tough guys, right? A lot of guys yeah. about military, uh, sports, things like that. Um, but out of everybody... No, I'm going. I'm, I'm adding this caveat. This is not in there. Out of everybody, so no everybody. wrestlers, but everybody else, who would be the most likely to survive a zombie apocalypse? Out of ones we know, or it'd be, everybody? it'd be too easy to say Cyrus or something. Yeah, so that's why I want to exclude pro wrestlers. Oh, yeah. but everyone else, comics. Oh uh, man, who would be most likely to survive a zombie apocalypse? Uh, he probably won't even fucking see this, but Matt Harris, uh, 100% Matt Harris would survive in a zombie apocalypse because he straight up does no martial arts and him's a, him's a big boy and he's going to run out of booze eventually and him's going to be a big <laughs> mad boy. Right. Yeah. So the anger alone he's going to be eating mushrooms he finds in the forest <laughs> and then just beating wildebeest to death with his fucking hands. Zombies are running from him. Yeah. Like, oh, that dude will eat your fucking brains. You got to go. And he'll be like. <laughs> and he'll be marching through like, I'm fucking what? Oh, I can't even remember the goddamn joke. I'm fucking his joke up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's not Ed Kirby. It's the one of the car salesman guys. It's like, I really fucked up this time. I bought too many cars. <laughs> My dad's going to disown me. It's a fucking great joke. If you get the opportunity to see Matt Harris. Go see Matt Harris. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Super funny. There's a lot of local good creators and entertainers here in Chattanooga. People underestimate Chattanooga, but I know, and a lot of them are either unrated or uh, unheard of, I get, but when it comes to comics and bands and Mm -hmm. and pro wrestlers, like Chattanooga is really rich rappers, pro boxers. Yeah. uh, Yeah. We have a really rich area. What is it just because we're a small market, you think? Or nope, it's because of where we are and how fast our internet is. And it kind of has been since the 90s. If you hear any sound problems, that's what it is. Thank you, Chip Brown, for working that out for me. See, I had a couple little noise problems, and I thought, you know, the microphone's fine. There was no problems with the mic test or anything like that. I was like, I don't know what could have caused these distortions. He's like, it could have been the internet. Maybe, you know, you're speeding. I'm like, Internet speed. Anyway, I'll move on from that before I get out. Yeah, Jerry hawks out. Before Shit, Jerry, before Jerry calls up an internet provider and gives him a right. piece of his mind. Just wait. I just, Listen here, Spectrum. Monday. I'm coming for you Monday. this Sunday. Wait till you read my next blog. <laughs> show you. Oh, now, man. now, this is an interesting one. I, I really like this one. This will be our last one. Okay. All right, this is a would you rather, and babe, feel free to get on this. Would you rather have Morgan Freeman or Gordon Ramsay narrate your life and why? 
I'm going to go ahead and go with Gordon Ramsey just because Samuel Jackson was not mentioned, and I feel like I need somebody with a more flavorful repertoire. Yeah. Uh, a little more creative to, to do my yeah. lines. So I'll definitely have to go uh, Gordon Ramsey. Narrate my um, about you, Ramsey or Morgan Freeman? Man, that's a tough one. It's weird because one of them's God. I mean, yeah, one, one of them's God. God. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I wanted to be I wanted to be Gordon Ramsay because I can do a Gordon Ramsay voice, but I can't <laughs> do a Morgan Freeman voice. Right. But yeah, I just want to be like in my kitchen because I'm a kitchen guy. Like yeah, I'm in the yeah, kitchen yeah. all the time. I want to be in my kitchen chopping an onion and narrating over it. This prick can't cut an onion. Yeah, <laughs> calling you out on the souls. Where is the lamb? Souls. Except, like in movies, you actually hear him and you're like, <laughs> try to start changing how you're you're doing it. I definitely, if like I said, a Samuel Jackson. That's the other one I seen. I would pick that. Oh yeah. It, I didn't think about it for a minute because Morgan Freeman. I mean, he's got that voice. That you could listen to him read a. A yeah, book and you go. That's fascinating. Yeah, um, out of all, like yeah, honestly, if we're like, is in the yeah, book. yeah, if we're extending that out, fucking James Earl Jones, James Earl Jones, James Earl Jones, who wouldn't want Darth? He is well narrating their lives. In my opinion, James Earl Jones is the voice of God because, like, <laughs> the only time I have read any significant portion of the Bible is because uh, I've never really read through the Bible because I grew up secular. Um, but I did listen to a lot of James Earl Jones reading the Bible on tape. And let me tell you, it is metal as fuck. <laughs> metal as fuck. I'm going to have to check fuck. that out. That might be something. Oh, man. Uh, but, I mean, it's, you know, that remember who you are, Simba. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and on the seventh day, God rested. It's like, fuck yeah, I did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> It's fucking neat. Oh, man. Um, but anyhow, so, yeah, I'm going to, my answer, James Earl Jones, to narrate my life. Yeah, pick anybody. I don't know if I could just pick from. Just pick anyone. Anybody. Maybe uh, MJF. God damn, that would be tight. You know, just, because, <laughs> just to have. Oh, look at this prick. Yeah, right, yeah. Narrating it like he's MJF, yeah. too, just like we're talking about yeah. Gordon Ramsay. And again, I hear him, you know, so yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, man, he didn't did. stand up and let that old lady have the thing, and they think I'm the ill, you know, I'm like, really? They call me an asshole. They call me an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Wish the bus would have ran him over. What? Yeah. Do you really? Just... Which, we're getting close to January, so that means that whole Dynamite Diamond ring is going to be up again. I think he's going to retain a third year. Oh man, I just want that match to happen every year, and he just, no matter what happens, Raiders wins it forward to right now that's coming up with all the great things. And speaking of pops, how about Chris Jericho's fucking pop at holy shit. 40 years old and yeah. still getting punk pops. I mean Yeah. Fucking that was one of those crazy I wish I could have been there because like through my TV. Must see TV. Yeah. Those are WrestleMania moments that don't even happen at WrestleMania anymore. Yeah. And like they've got a big pay-per-view coming up, which I'm gonna be watching in a cabin in Gatlinburg. It's gonna be oh, fucking sweet. Sounds amazing. We that's what we did for our honeymoon in Gatlinburg Cabin, and it was beyond fucking amazing. It was yeah. It was in ooh. every way. This place we're talking about in the mountains is is both spiritually, mentally, physically just a place. Every cabin stopped with a pool table and fucking jacuzzi. Yeah, um, pool know, table you, and jacuzzi. Most of them have a wet bar in them. Drive, yeah, wet bars. Uh, uh, fully stocked grills. Yeah. Oh, You're man. really close to all kinds of shit to do, or you yeah. can do absolutely fucking nothing. Either way, it's yeah. great. It's amazing. Yeah, it's dope. Like this is one of those things I think I'm going to do a lot more of going forward. Because right. like you do like a two bedroom bedroom one for fucking nothing. Yeah. You know you can do a one bedroom for fucking nothing. Yeah. And fucking spend a weekend up in a cabin, uh, eat a bunch of mescaline, and write the next American, great American that, novel. What what great place to write? But places Dude, like that. Yeah. It's just such a great. Oh, man. So inspirational. Like we were One of the things we did is we were off the deck. Of course, you know, they're up top of the mountain. You're looking out into the trees and stuff anyway on the jacuzzi. And then there's this rainstorm coming down while we're sitting in the jacuzzi and fucking smoking and looking at the rain. And it was truly magical. Dude, I'm pumped. I'm so pumped for this trip. 
Oh, man. But yeah, fucking Jericho getting that fucking <coughs> pop. Uh, oh. Stuff I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to All Out. Uh, I think All Out is going to be really great. I think, in my heart of hearts, I think they really fucked up not letting the hangman go into All Out Challenge and Kenny. I don't know right. what happened there. No, I feel uh, like that's felt the like whole real time that AEW's been around is that's what they were building up towards. Towards, yeah. And then he just lost a, lost a 10-man tag, didn't even get pinned, and right. has not been on TV since. Like, I don't know. There's something wonder, fishy right? going something on. Fishy. Something, something sketchy mm-hmm. happened. Or maybe he got sick. Could have. Could have gotten, um, could have gotten the vid. The V. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then, honestly, I don't really have much wrestling-wise to look forward to until the Royal Rumble, because I gamble yeah, on it. Yeah, there's not. Yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, like, well, Brian Danielson debuting, I'm going to be excited for. Right. And, uh, One of my all-time favorites. Yeah. And I don't know who owns the Halloween Havoc name, but I really hope. I think I think WWE owns Halloween Havoc, which sucks, right? Because that's another dusty thing, yeah. That they own. And it would be so amazing for AEW. Yeah, especially because uh, uh, Wyndham Rotunda's ninety day is like three days. His ninety day uh, non compete mm-hmm. wraps up like three days after Halloween, or like right on Halloween. Great things. I can't see what. They do do though. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Uh, he's been teasing a new mask, so I think he's. I think he's still got some stuff to do with the fiend. Mm-hmm. But I think what he's going to do is he's going to finish it. He's going to do what Jeff Hardy did because Jeff Hardy showed up and finished his broken Matt or not Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, right? Uh, showed up and finished his broken Matt Hardy story, and then and then transitioned and then transitioned into Big Money Matt, mm-hmm. which I mean is kind of a generic fucking heel manager type. He's still working mm-hmm. a match. He looks like hell. Yeah, uh, cannot believe he's still bumping around. Yeah, um, but yeah, fucking. Uh, I think that's what Bray Wyatt's going to do. Is we're going to see Bray Wyatt come out. He's going to finish the Fiend arc. I think that'd then, be a good way to do it. Yeah, that's. That's uh, another thing about WWE versus um, AEW. AEW mm-hmm. tells these stories with beginnings, middle, ends. Yeah, like, WWE is so apt to just drop it. Like, well, that's no the thing is, it is, stops. Yeah, it goes and it literally turns right, and you're like, what? yeah, all WWE rights are middles. Yeah, they yeah. don't write beginnings, they no. don't write ends. None of it ever makes any fucking no. sense. Whereas in AEW, like, this is a. a fucking storyline that my roommate pitched to me uh ian sharp good dude um and i think it's a great idea it's what they should have done the whole time is the fiend mask ascension and it would go around and pick new people right yeah yeah so like everyone got their turn to be the fiend and plus that way you could keep a character alive without having to have a certain yeah and like it'll vanish for weeks at a time months at a time years at a time but it's or it's like, like wwe you literally now pass forever. torch you could pass the mask yeah. on and it'd bring another yeah. Or like Raven Stereo or yeah. several generational things like that where it's that would yeah. be a great idea. Yeah, and fucking yeah, like pass it, you know, Alexa Bliss has this fucking terrible, god awful gimmick that started from that and yeah. doesn't make any sense. And then instead they should have just had her put on the big scary mask and and, and like most of the time she's just like, like Welcome to the TV show or yeah. you know, she's doing her regular gimmick stuff, but every now and again it's like yeah, you know, slips out. <clears throat> but they won't do that because WWE are cowards. <laughs> they are yeah, cowards. Again, it's, I think it's that shareholder thing. Yeah, sure. back to shareholders. Will you have anything else coming um, up? Any other shows you want to tell them about? Or uh, support local comedy. My, yes. uh, every Sunday night at the Honest Pint Pint Mike, hosted by Andrew Ledbetter. Go see it. Uh, it's the Writers Room Mike every Wednesday night at Barley downtown. Uh, it's Barley hanging on. It's hosted by Andrew Ledbetter. Bridget Martin and Matt Harris. Um, We've already yeah. mentioned her quite hilarious. Yes. So if you get a chance, um, you'll see them. Thursday nights, JJ's Bohemia, uh, Free Kittens, Open Mic. It is excellent. It's hosted by Dave Hanna. And then, of course, you know, uh, Boat Hotel has shows, Comedy Catch has shows. Uh, there are like big shows going on all the time. Check them out. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time for pro wrestling and comedy. It seems like there's, yeah. you know, used to, there was, you, you could go here. That was it. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of selection. So you, you got a selection now. Yeah. Go get out there, support yeah. it. Support local um, comedy. Give me money. 
Buy my merch. Yeah, buy his merch. Buy my and merch. Where can they look at you? Up? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Brian Smith. You can find me on Instagram at Mickey Louse Club. You can find me on Twitter at The Only Bryant. Uh, I mostly tweet about food and post pictures. Uh, or I'm sorry, tweet about wrestling and post pictures of food. But yeah, Most follow me, foods. dude. Yeah, if you're, if you're on a around, diet, don't follow me. Don't follow me. Don't yeah, follow no. it. I will make I will really make you fatter you. through media. Yes, I've already. I blame all this on <laughs> everybody. I've taken over what I should. It's his fault, and I blame him totally. Well, man, thank you for being yeah, on man, the show again, you, for sharing some of your time with me, and I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight's AEW. We'll have to. Oh yeah, message yeah. back and message and hit me up. Uh, do We're, some talking about that. Yeah, because uh, we'll that CM Punk pop is going to be wild again gonna be tonight. They're going to try and outdo the other one. Oh, absolutely. And, and what about real quick? Just real, real quick. He did the ice cream bar thing. Yeah, himself. Yeah, he did it himself. Apparently, he had been in talks with that ice cream company for fucking two years. Two years. Finally got it done. They put together a team, did it, and he paid for all of it. So that's amazing. Yeah. Shout out to CM Punk for, you know. For being the biggest mark for himself, right. which is what makes yes. you good. Be a mark you for good. yourself. Yes. All right. And uh, we will see you again probably really soon. And, cool, uh, man. Appreciate you, man. And, appreciate uh, you guys watching. Love everybody. Yeah, thanks for watching. Thank you for your time. And we'll see you next time. Oh, man. Beautiful, beautiful.